0: Hi, everybody. This is Chuck Sype, assistant superintendent from Roxbury Schools, here with some of my distinguished colleagues to discuss what is POG. So the question has been raised a number of times since we've started publishing our pog casts. And I think that's based on two things. Our superintendent, who's here with us today, alluded to Roxbury's Portrait of a Graduate in our very first episode, where we talked about why we're doing podcasts. Um, but also the title that was developed for this podcast series from some of our administrative colleagues, was school uh, is Schoolhouse Rocks, a POG cast, kind of a play on words for podcast. So we'll start by introducing ourselves, and then we're going to spend our time today answering that question and talking a lot more about the portrait of a graduate here in Roxbury, why it's important to us, and the process we took to design, develop, and implement it to answer the question that is emerging, what is POG? So let's start by telling everyone who we are.
1: Hi, I'm Loretta Radalik, your superintendent
2: of schools. Hi, I'm Melissa Cosgrove. I'm the building principal of Jefferson School, pre-K to four. Hey everybody,
3: I'm
4: Chris Zigar. I am the assistant principal at Lincoln Roosevelt. Hi, I'm Eric Schmidt. I am the English supervisor for grades seven through 12, as well as the performing arts supervisor.
0: All right, so we have a, a, a nice array of um, administrative experiences here in the room covering all the entire district um, from K to 12. So let's start with talking about what is Portrait of a Graduate. So I'm going to open each of these questions up to the, to the floor. Um, you know, essentially, the portrait of graduate are the major objectives that we hope as a community, our students learn and grow in through the entirety of their curricular experience, their extracurriculars, all of the things that the school district offers to them from the time they enter our school district, most students, that's kindergarten, but some it's other grades. And by the time they graduate, how do they take those skills and transfer them into usable adult uh, skills so that they can transfer them, whether it be as as a, a parent, as an employee, all of the above, as a student. How, what are the life skills? What are the things that are really important to them? Recognizing curriculum and instruction is important, but um, there are other skills that we think are probably more important. I know that's not a popular sentiment, but it's a realistic one. So let's start with that. What is Portrait of a Graduate here in our district to the folks in the room?
1: I'm going to begin at the very beginning. So, the Board of Education had asked us about creating a strategic plan. Um, In order to create a strategic plan, we kind of need to know what our end goal is. Um, uh, Dr. Seip and I had been at a conference and we saw um, other examples of portrait of a graduate. We did a little bit of investigation and got kind of excited and brought it back to the district, um, introduced it, the concept to the Board of Education. Um, and from there, um, it grew. So it grew into the the actionable steps that you usually take when you're going to implement um, an initiative. And we started with having a community um, uh, sessions, I believe we had three of them, where we uh, met with the community, talked about what we loved in Roxbury, uh, areas we wished to grow, um, and what we would like to see when our s- children graduate here after, you know, a 13-year career um, in Roxbury, what should they be walking out the doors equipped with? Um, so that's where that's where it began. So it really was a grounds up uh, community involvement um, initiative. And that um, one of the the sessions were headed by myself, Dr. Seip, and Dr. Zegar. So maybe he wants to elaborate
3: on that. Yeah, sure. So I'll talk a little bit about. Um, you know, from Portrait of a Graduate and, and what it is. And, and when we look at a school district, it, you know, right here in, in Roxbury, we have a number of schools, we have a number of different diverse communities. And I think as a student, you know, you, you go through all of these different buildings and you graduate and you can take all these diverse courses. And the question really becomes, you know, what holds all of us together, right? What holds the community together? And I think as a community, we know that there are certain things that we want our students to be able to, to do and, and types of values that we want them to exhibit. And A Portrait of a Graduate does that. It's kind of like the glue that binds the values of the district together and, and gives a vision for how we want to choose the things that we want to do as a district moving forward. And I think every town, I think it's, you know, we, we think about how important it is for, for Roxbury because it is a really diverse community, but I think every town really should take stock into like, what do we value um, and what is our mission to be able to drive to those values for our students because if we're all on the same page then it, it benefits everybody
1: and we did have um, six themes and competencies emerge um, from those meetings
0: so I was just going to try and connect those two pieces and dr Idle just shared that so We had the community, we invited community members, which included, and there were participants from all of the major stakeholder groups. We had teachers, we had parents, we had students, we had administrators, and we had community members who don't have students in the school district attend those meetings, that series of three meetings to identify and answer the question, what's important for our students to learn during their time in our schools? And so that's what was just kind of mentioned there at the end was after those meetings and a variety of discussions to consolidate the information that was shared as really the major elements that we value as a community. And I think that's the critical piece here. There's lots of school districts that have portrait of a graduate. There are different organizations that promote portrait of a graduate as a critical element to the learning experience. But that idea, we really personalize to our community by gathering input and feedback from stakeholders. We had uh, six themes emerge, and those themes are emotional intelligence, thinkers and inquirers, leadership, citizenship, adaptability and resiliency, And life ready skills. So what did the process look like after those themes emerged? So, you know, we've all we all participated in the conversations that helped us really pinpoint how to describe those large ideas, you know. And I'm interested in hearing, particularly from you you guys as administrative colleagues, what's that look like in schools and how do we communicate that to students? Because the way you would share those Ideas and exper- um, expectations with a kindergartner looks very different than an 11th or 12th grader, and how do we describe that for them in a way that's consumable, understandable, and actionable?
3: Yeah, so I think that's, that's an important point, which is, you know, we have these six indicators which are emotionally intelligent, thinkers and inquirers, leadership, citizenship, adaptability and resiliency, uh, life-ready skills, and, and the question is, like, what do those things mean in practice, right? Um, and how they, how do they look different depending on which kid? So there were a whole bunch of different things that, that happened. And I know, um, Eric, you were a part of that. And then unless I know that you were a big part of that, you know, at, at your own building. So, yeah, what did those
4: things look like? So once we had our six themes, it really came down to defining those things. Like what did each one of those things mean? And was it achievable K to 12? Could a kindergartner do it? Could a 12th grader do it? And how do we scaffold uh, a child's ability to grow and develop and achieve that? Uh, through those various stages um, as, as they guide through and they go through the schools at Roxbury. Um, this was an exciting opportunity to be a part of this um, as it led to really great conversations. There were some of my favorite meetings that we had was an opportunity to define these different themes and principles and to see how we could help students achieve each of these different competencies and themes.
2: I think one of the really great things about Portrait of a Graduate is that it really connects K to 12. So like Eric was saying, they developed their defining paragraphs and indicators from the secondary level and working at the elementary level, as those were defined, we could work our way down to really make it connected to one another. What do we want our, like, our, like we said, our kindergartners to come um, with a foundation of to kind of promote this K to 12? Because when you, uh, we had a, such a beautiful little bulletin board at Jefferson um, with a mirror, And we had the cap and gown, and the kids could look in the mirror and see themselves as a graduate. And I really think that brought that to life for the kids, to say that these things are important not only when they graduate, but we're starting right now, kiddos. We're going to be curious. We're going to be design thinkers. And it's really been a a wonderful way to bridge the schools together.
0: As I'm hearing you guys talk about the beginning of the journey, and there's a lot to share here, so um, I'll be brief. I'm thinking of a train, right? So you talk about the importance of K through 12, and what we're not really going to discuss in this setting but is important to at least acknowledge is the importance of learning goals, academics, standards, and the, the meat of what we teach in the classroom. And while all of that information is transferable within itself on the journey through K to 12, and Eric, I know you want to talk about transfer goals at the end as a part of connecting these next steps. I'll build the bridge there towards the end of this now by saying the train analogy, I think, makes a lot of sense because you have these parallel tracks that really help this thing gain momentum, right? The train. So one track being our portrait of a graduate, our, our themes for what we want an adult, a, young, a student, young student, to grow into as a young adult. But you have the second rail of the train tracks, which are the academic goals. And those things work together with the train that starts gaining momentum from the beginning of its journey for the sake of argument, let's call it kindergarten, to the end of its journey, it has a lot of momentum towards it to be embarking on a larger journey, graduation from high school. So I think those three things come together to really help paint the picture for our audience of why a portrait of a graduate is important because without one of those tracks, you're not going to get momentum, you're not going to get on your journey, and you don't really have the potential to get to your destination because everything comes together.
3: And I think that's a really good point. You know, piggybacking off that, is that you know when students leave and they graduate, they're not a finished product, right? So a lot of the things that happen in school are, are there to develop these types of values that help students later on in life, right? Um, same thing with like sports or playing music, like how many, how many kids are gonna be a professional athlete or be a professional musician, and that's awesome, but really in a lot of cases, most of those students are gonna benefit the most from those activities because it's gonna teach them the type of skills that are gonna help them you know, when they're on their own and they have to be able to face adversity, they have to work in teams. And what you see here is, is the same thing, right? The same thing within schooling, that when you leave, you know, you have a lot of different skills and you have a lot of content, you know, uh, but, you know, instead of, and that prepares you for the, for the next step. But what a portrait of a graduate does for a lot of students is prepare them not for that first step, but for the second step, the third step, the fourth step in their lives to be able to allow them to grow and develop, you know, as they age.
4: So as was kind of previously alluded to, and maybe I'm just jumping on a little and talking about it early, was the idea of transfer goals. Uh, something we decided was once we have this guiding light and every decision we make is kind of being fueled by and inspired by the portrait of a graduate and those themes, how do we in our different kind of departments work to achieve those goals? Uh, one thing we had done is we had spent some time learning from Jay McTighe and learning about transfer goals which is the ability to take one set of goals in a department and sort of see them through K to 12. And I'm just looking at ELA transfer goals, for instance. Um, Our state expectations with standards fail to meet the robust dynamic uh, portrait of all these different criteria and themes. So, for instance, one of our transfer goals for K-12 ELA is to pursue a deeper understanding of themselves and the world you know, that's not a state standard that doesn't exist anywhere, uh, you know, in RL one or 10 or so on and so forth. Uh, but that exists for us. We believe that's important for students to be able to see themselves, um, to understand their world. Uh, one standard as well here for our transfer goals is to develop a love of literacy, uh, something we spoke about in our last podcast. Um, that's not quite just a, an academic standard, but speaks to something greater that we hope students aspire to. Uh, so to have this guiding light and this principle, really inspires every decision we make I was part of that team that came up with the title for this podcast. And just including Pog in the title, I think was also a reference to the decisions we make that is like at the foremost uh, in our mind when we make those decisions.
1: And I think it's important to note too, that um, Portrait of a Graduate has become ingrained in the Roxbury culture. So that even when um, you know, administrators are going or developing their um, innovative projects. They are thinking about the aspects of the portrait of a graduate and how does their project relate and um, support and they, the themes and competencies. Um, when we give awards to our students, we note that, you know, you're being recognized for you know, maybe it's like a unsung hero kind of award, but it you know it might be related to emotional intelligence. It might be related to citizenship. Um, you know, so it is now. I f- truly feel with all the work that we've been doing over the years, it is ingrained in in the culture. And I think it's really important for people to understand that. You know, you could you could give the the math skills to students, and you can give the reading skills to students, but without You know, developing their character and without um, helping them to become lifelong learners or to think outside the box, you know, it only goes so far. You have to have these. You know, they're they're very relatable to soft
0: skills. So, having had said all that, um, Melissa, you mentioned before the bulletin board that you had at Jefferson, which I thought was a really creative idea to communicate this concept in a consumable fashion to K to fourth grade students in your school, and I know our other elementary schools. Did something similar um, at the beginning of last school year and continued to roll that out uh, through this school year, which really emerged after we brainstormed as an administrative team last summer together about how can we help build a culture where Portrait of a Graduate is seen as something that is mission critical with all of our initiatives within our schools. Um, you know, Dr. Adelick just shared some ways we do it, and one of the other ways that we make Portrait of a Graduate kind of ever-present is Whenever we have professional learning, we always connect every professional learning opportunity directly to not only the the district goals but also to a portrait of graduate goals. So I'm interested because a lot of this language is young adult consumable. Hopefully, it's parent consumable. What does it mean to be emotional intelligent? We, you know, our website we describe um, six different characteristics. You know, thinkers and inquirers has eight different characteristics. Leadership six, citizenship eight, adaptability and resiliency has four. Life ready skills has fourteen. And those characteristics really emerged from the dialogue and conversation that occurred out of those community forums. Um, And I'm going to say a lot of those words are adult words. So I can't imagine the challenge, and perhaps you can share um, what the challenge that it's like to help support a five-year-old, a six-year-old, with understanding what that means, which would be challenging enough, but why it's important for them um, and how it's a part of their learning experience, recognizing that the learning experience for our for all students, is much more than just the classroom content. So can you talk a little bit about how you guys at Jefferson in particular have overcome those challenges? Because um, I feel like that's the greatest area of difficulty, Mm -hmm. recognizing that language matters. Mm -hmm.
2: I think one of the big things that we do at the elementary level across um, all five buildings is really relate the portrait of a graduate characteristics to our SEL themes. So they're very tightly related, which gives us a common... Uh, language to to relate things. I'll give you an example. So t- um during April, um all the administrators and teachers and staff got together and we kind of align all of those portions of education together. So we have portrait of a graduate, we're focusing on curious thinkers. Well what does it mean to be a curious thinker? We relate that to our design learning in our new media design classes. Um, our exploration and stations, as we talk about workshops, right, math workshop, le- language arts workshops, it's it's all intertwined throughout the school day, so kids hear it multiple times in a common language throughout their careers. Um, we're also talking about mindset in SEL this month. So, well, when you're a curious thinker, most of our activities are taken from the constructivist approach. So kids are given... Um, a question to solve and they're given materials and they come up with their own ideas and and ideas for their design and their projects and it makes it real for them, gives them a language. Uh, we do a lot of cooperative learning, um, talking in groups and that sort of thing. Uh, we also include our inclusivity topics. So uh, this month we focused on abilities for what abilities do we all share? What do we bring to the team? So um, we have bulletin boards. We, we really try to keep it common and tied together throughout all aspects of learning at the elementary level.
3: Yeah, and we, we kind of build on that as, as you get into the middle school level, as you, you move, as you take that step towards high school. And the, the idea here is to kind of build habits, mm-hmm. right? So when kids have the same type of language, you know, at age-appropriate level, they start to build habits on those. The other thing, too, is that it empowers them right? So, you know, you you give advice to a student that says, hey, get better at math. They're like, okay, great. (laughs) But when they think about what do they have to do to actually get better at math, all right, it comes down to these types of values, right? So, and they can track their progress in that. In fact, we believe in it so much that when we have students go out and, you know, do like a senior option project or something along those lines, it allows them to be able to chart their own growth in it. So if they go out and they leave, you know, what's the best way for a student to be able to say, okay, well, I worked in a veterinary hospital for a couple of months, you know, how did I grow? Well, you know, it's hard to piece that together. You probably learned something about being a veterinarian, right, which is a valuable experience. But probably more importantly, is you you were able to have a language to chart how you grew as a person during that experience. And that's something you can take with you, whether you decide to be a veterinarian or not.
2: Mm -hmm. The child really owns it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the most important piece when you own your learning, just as Even if I think on the administrative level, when you talk to your staff about things, if I tell someone what to do, it's not going to be done as well as someone taking it upon themselves to do what they want to do and supporting that. So the same thing with the kids.
0: So I'm glad you mentioned the senior options because I know you worked hard with the high school administration a couple, I guess two years ago, right pre-COVID to reestablish an expectation that anytime we're, you know, really hammer home right at the end of the road, of the high school journey, if you're looking to do something interesting and unique for yourself that's connected to your future, there's still this expectation that that learning experience connects directly with the values that are important in our community, mm-hmm. which we've identified and collected and call Portrait of a Graduate. Um, Melissa mentioned a common language, which is really exciting for me because if at the elementary level, if we're if we're empowering students to understand what this common language is, to integrate it into their their uh, contributions to our learning community. It makes everything we do as those students age up through our schools so much easier because we have that common shared expectation. What's um, it, important to note that although this language in portrait of a graduate came directly out of the the mouths of our community members who participated in those forums um, and has been reviewed and kind of revisited throughout the couple of years since then, um, these are the skills that we know employers are looking for. Uh, these are the things that we know as our students get ready to leave the doors of our high school as graduates, regardless of where their journey takes them, we know that these are the things that are going to provide them the greatest value as they move into a successful adult life. And I think that that can't be that can't you know not be really impressed here. Um, because that's what we really wanted to go for. And I think it gives us a moment to really evaluate, um, pardon me, a tool to evaluate decision-making. And I think that was mentioned a couple of times. Dr. Radelik mentioned that. Eric mentioned that. Melissa, Chris, you all have kind of mentioned decision-making, district goals, things like that. Um, I think, Eric, you even referenced Portrait of a Graduate kind of as like this lighthouse or a beacon, I think you might have said before. And I think that's an important thing to really emphasize um, as a part of the decision-making process. So it's here, Right, we've talked a lot about the process, the journey, what we've done with it. Um, what comes next? How do we continue to make this thing a living uh, aspect that helps guide where we're going? How does how do we right? If we go back to the analogy before of the train and the railroad tracks, like that track keeps going, right? It doesn't stop. How does that track continue to get built and improved and enhanced uh, as we move forward? What's that kind of look like um, beyond what we've already done?
3: Well I guess you know you, you alluded to it at the beginning so you can kind of we can loop back around, which is that you know we come back to reassessing the values and you know to use the train analogy here is that the tracks don't always you know go the same place right we, we may have a set destination at first, but we could tweak that a little bit as time goes on because the the point of something like this is that it should be unifying um, and things that are valued um, specifically at one time are not going to be the exact same things that are valued at another time. And it gives an opportunity, too, for the community and the school to be able to come back and take ownership again, right? It doesn't become something that's on the wall that you dust off every once in a while and take a look at and say, hey, this happened, all right? It becomes something that's living, and everybody can take ownership of it and contribute.
1: So this will be a first. I have an idea right now, and I'm just going to share it. (laughs) Um, you know, when we began this, uh, when we began the portrait of a graduate journey, um, one of the things that we did is we shared the uh, themes with our students and our students are the ones who there was a beautiful competition of graphic arts students who um, created the logo for our portrait of a graduate. And um, the high school student body was able to vote on that and they selected, um, what would be the representation for our portrait of a graduate? Um, I do think it would be valuable to bring the community back together. Um, if if you may, some things may not change. You know, wanting our students to be lifelong learners, I doubt that we're going to ever change that. Um, you know, wanting them to be reflective and and self-aware, um, to have a growth mindset. Um, those ideas may not change. Um, But we may be looking at maybe titles, you know, maybe emotional intelligence becomes something, uh, you know, speaks a little bit differently, social, emotional learning or something. Um, So, you know, I think it is valuable to bring people together to talk about everything that, you know, all the values that we have. And I think it would also be perhaps uh, another competition of, you know, let's, we've had our portrait of a graduate for five years now. And, you know, so do we want to get the students involved again and maybe have, uh, who will be our second portrait of a graduate designer?
0: In the same way that um, sports mm-hmm. l- logos and, you know, kind of evolve over the years. I just saw one recently where, you know, kind of the way teams represent themselves evolves, you know, stays true to the nature of the, of the organization, but it, it evolves. I, as you even say that, I think timing in life matters, right? That's uh, one of the things that's not really represented here. It's just a reality of life that timing matters. And the fact that this thing was designed, developed, and evolved right before our schools were unfortunately shut down due to COVID, I think what is really cool for me upon reflecting is that we identified these skills as things were important to us before we really had to put them into action. Mm -hmm. And then the district's response and continued evaluation of progress through the pandemic and in a recovery effort to come out of it and get back to a more typical learning experience, I think has really demonstrated that we've believed this stuff all along, right? We were prepared, we've recovered, we've you know taken great care of our children. We continue to evaluate and examine uh, the ways we can get better. And um, I think our teachers did a really great job. We haven't really mentioned, I don't think we've even said that word yet really, other than participating. I think our teachers really demonstrated and exuded these skills it, particularly adaptability and resiliency during that time I'm really modeling what that looked like for our kids and I you know I've, I hear our kids use that language even at the youngest level now when we probably wouldn't have once upon a time they really were curious thinkers they were um, le- they demonstrated leadership. So I think our kids and our teachers really really were um, exemplary in their um, demonstration of these themes. Through
1: Lots of head nodding going on yeah. here. Just so <laughs> you all know, <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's,
0: I just don't want us to not uh, applaud that effort. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's important. We're, the purpose of this podcast, r- this episode, is to inform, but in, in so doing, I really want to um, commend our school community because we these skills were really important for how we managed that crisis.
4: The life ready skills as well. I'm looking at this long list too. Mm-hmm. Were things that you know took priority um, coming back and just adjusting the adaptability and the resilience that was necessary to kind of come back and be successful to get us back to a lot of the other themes that uh, we value on this page. Uh, One of the other kind of things that comes to mind as I'm having this dialogue with you guys is that it's just true of education that we're preparing students for a future that we cannot predict. Um, So to kind of go back to reflect our own adaptability is to constantly reassess what is necessary for our students uh, to be successful as they encounter and embark on the future.
1: I love that you brought in our vision. That's wonderful, preparing the children of today for tomorrow. Beautiful.
2: Just jumping on that bandwagon, um, I have a child that just graduated. So from the parent perspective as well, um, first year of college, having portrait of a graduate instilled in her, going through the pandemic, um, has built up her success. Um, so just those, not so much, like content you can get anywhere. Right. You can look up things, but having those themes and ideas and abilities and resiliency to kind of move forward. I think an important part when we revisit this and um, kind of tweak our portrait of a graduate is to really include the professions that are out there at this very moment and invite alumni back even Mm -hmm. to say, how did this like we've gone through this experience for five years now. How has that impacted your decision making and career, or getting started, or that type of thing? I think that would be amazing.
3: No, I think that's great, and I th- I just want to um, kind of come back to I think something that that we keep kind of alluding to a little bit within here, but not necessarily saying. And I, and I want to clarify something here, which is we, we keep talking about successful learners and, and successful uh, students when they leave here. But you know, success is also you know joy, like mm-hmm. leading leading a good life, mm-hmm. leading a life that that you can yeah fulfilling life one that that brings you joy and happiness and and these are the types of things that will help you do that as well so it's not just how are you going to overcome the mass amounts of adversity that you will face in an ever changing world but also you know how are you, how do you develop the skills to be able to appreciate you know the life around you and the things that you have um, these are all part all part of that, and I you know I feel like if you can instill in 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 people and they develop things like emotional intelligence or um, creativity and curiosity, you know you just you become someone who is more enamored by the world. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh I think a really great way to sum it up. So before I invite any other last thoughts from the group, I'm just going to take an opportunity that hopefully we have increased your. The listeners' curiosity about our portrait of a graduate, so I just wanted to take the opportunity to plug the fact that if you visit our website uh, under academics, there's a tab on Portrait of a Graduate that includes not only the themes and competencies that we have alluded to and identified during this podcast, but also gives the the specific descriptions of what they look like at each grade level, and you can see that interconnectivity between the levels K to two, three to four, I think five to eight, and nine through twelve is how we designed that. Um, you can see that connection from grade level to grade level uh, band, um, and it's, it's all on our website. So I would invite you to take a look at it and really be curious about what Portrait of a Graduate is and why it's important in our school district after you've listened to us talk about it here. And I would also encourage you to talk about these things with your children. How are they important to you? How have you seen this in your school? How is this a part of your life? Um, why is it important? Like These are great questions to ask uh, kids when they come home from school, um, which is kind of an evolution of the questions, I you know that we all kind of got. Which is like, how was school? Fine. What'd you learn? Nothing, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I would hope that students are are a little bit better prepared to articulate the answers to those questions because of how we have evolved the learning experience and really prioritized certain um, certain elements to the learning experience and the school day that we value as a school community. So, um, anyway, that's my plug on the information that you can get on our district website about our Portrait of a Graduate. Any last thoughts uh, before we leave?
1: I would just like to invite the community that when there is the next session where you're going to be taking a look at the themes, um, you know, come out and celebrate these themes with us and share your voice. Good.
0: All right.
4: Good. Thank you. Good. Yeah, thanks for having good us on. Thank All
0: you. Right. All right, thanks for listening, everybody.